Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Pop a top again. I've just got time for one more round. Set them up, my friend. Then I'll be gone and you can live. Welcome back to the post Super Bowl edition of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast. It is episode double deuce 22. One of Travis's old baseball numbers. Ooh, hashtag, yeah. hashtag glory days. Um, we are going to brief, briefly talk about some of our gambling recaps from the Super Bowl and also talk about the Super Bowl in general. We also had a basketball – some basketball lines we tweeted out last week. We both went one-on-one in those. I, honest to God, don't remember what they were off the top of my head, and I don't think you do um, Yeah, it was thanks to the good old Missouri teams – who gave us both of our losses. That's right. Yeah, SLU was like mi- minus 10 favorites at home against like a seven-win team, and they lost. Seven and 14 uh, Richmond, and they lost at home. Rich what? Was a 14-and-a-half-point underdog versus Auburn, down three at halftime, gets outscored by 34 points in the second half. So, yeah, so, again, never – Kind of moral story, don't bet on Missouri sports. Um, so, we both on one-on-one in basketball – our Super Bowl gambling records, we decided not to count the MVP towards our gambling totals because it was just so many people to choose from, and fucking Julian Edelman won it, which we'll talk about in a second. But anyway, I went 1-2 and two on Super Bowl Sunday. I lost money. Travis went 2-1, and one, won a little bit of money. Uh, we both missed the over. We both had the Pats minus three correct, and I missed C.J. Anderson's over on the rushing yards. So on the year, I am 9-10. and 10. Travis is 9-11-1. and one. Combined, we are 18, 21, and 1. Probably not going to see that change a lot. I think, honestly, Travis, our best bet to get those numbers up is to touch, is whenever these big UFC fights come around. I'm um, 9, 10, and 1, by the way. Uh, whatever. So we're 18, 21 overall. I did, I did, I did some wrong math. Um, regardless <laughs> of the fact, we're under 500. But I think once football season rolls around again next year, we'll be able to pump those numbers up big time. Cause we'll, we'll be – we're going to be above 500 come next football season. I'm fairly confident. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know how much gambling on baseball there can be. Um, March Madness and shit. Obviously. A lot of hockey. A lot of March Madness and NBA ahead. So I think playoff hockey too. Dude, those playoff hockey ones are going to be interesting with like the over under on the on the total goal scored. I feel like. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I don't usually like betting on hockey, but a lot of college basketball to come. Which for sure, for sure. So we are going to start bringing that in. But real quickly, we want to talk about the Super Bowl and really how awful it was just all around. The game, the commercials, even Tony Romo. Halftime Romo's, show. Halftime show. Even Tony Romo wasn't up to his, to his, to his normal self and predicting plays left and right. So um, it was bad, man. It was That was probably one of the worst football games I've ever watched. But – I watched it all the way through to the end, and that's just a testament of how much I love football. I would say that, yeah, the only Super Bowl I was more disengaged in was the Broncos and Seahawks. Yep, me, me and Travis talked about that on Monday. That's it, though. I mean, other than that, ever since I can remember watching the Super Bowl and caring about football, that game was probably the most boring of them all. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Um it was probably a little more exciting than the Seahawks and Broncos Super Bowl because that one was just a blowout from the gate. I know they had the safety in the mini game. I think the Seahawks went up like nine nothing, eight nothing, whatever it was, and just never looked back. At least that one, like the Rams had a shot to tie it in the fourth quarter. Albeit they could have tied it at ten. It was ten to three, but they still could have tied it and made the game interesting in the last couple of minutes. But Jared Goff fucking threw it to God knows where. And yeah, he threw just a duck in the air and solidified his averageness. Um, I said it all night, man. I was I was watching the game at um, my future father-in-law's new 
sports bar out in uh, Teradalac called the Skyview Sports uh, Skyview Bar and Grill. Uh, plugging that on here. Uh, and I just told him the entire night, I was like, dude, Jared Goff just looks like a deer in the headlights. Like he's just staring off into space. And the, and the moment was too big for him, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, no quarterback threw a touchdown. They both had a pick. Tom Brady didn't look any fucking thing special either. That first driver through that pick, I'm like, dude, this is going to be a weird game. This is going to be yeah, a weird game. I mean, and that was just a bad throw. They both looked awful. The thing that just – it's I just want to say screw the people who are like, oh, if it was so boring, then you shouldn't have watched it. You can turn it off if you want. No one's going to turn off the Super Bowl. That's just stupid. Yeah, that's a stupid that's comment. Dumb. But it was boring. It sucked. Commercial sucked. Ultimately, it was the outcome that I wanted. Yeah. Because fuck the Rams and Stan Kroenke and all the Rams fans. I'm just kidding. But all the Rams fans that stayed after they left St. Louis – no, even dude, fuck the LA Rams fans because they're fake as hell. I read, I read places, I read like shit on Twitter that Patriots fans outnumbered Rams fans at the Super Bowl ten to one. Oh, I can like, see that. They probably outnumbered them in LA too. Yeah, so they can suck one. Um, I will say this though: the new Miami Dolphins head coach fucking coached one hell of a game. He did indeed. The Patriots defense looked solid. Yes, right. Um, three points. Not a not even letting the Rams have a snap in the red zone alone is incredible. Yeah. They were the number two offense in the league next to the Chiefs, right? They were. So it's great to see. I mean, I guess the Rams lose. It's not great to see the Patriots win, especially as Dolphins fans, but ultimately is the outcome that we had hoped for. And it makes us very, very optimistic for the future of the Miami Dolphins going forward. Yes. Um, other than Sony Michelle being a monster, they probably don't have very many years left of Tom Brady, as we can see. Those years are winding. Not doubting their greatness like everyone thinks, but I'm just saying they aren't great. I think that whole system comes down to the coaching and Bill Belichick. As much as it hates, it pains me to say it. I think it all comes down to him. Like you want to talk about, you want to talk about ghosts. You want to talk about greatest of all time. You know, let's start mentioning. Let's start talking. Uh, about he Bill Belichick will be, yeah, Bill Belichick is one of the greatest. Bill Belichick, yeah, one of the greatest. I think he is the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, probably so. But anyway. Um, that's Super Bowl. Suck. Commercial suck. My favorite one was the Game Just, of Thrones and, and Bud Light one. Um, my favorite one. My favorite commercial was probably um, – I don't know why I laughed so hard at this. Uh, the Michael Buble commercial with the, the bubbly sparkling water. I don't know why – but when that, when he was like, oh, Dave, I just cracked my shit up. <laughs> Watch it if you haven't seen it. I don't know what was wrong with me. Maybe that was, one and the Jason Bateman one when he's like the, the elevator uh, clerk guy or whatever, that was pretty yeah. funny. But, there were a few good ones. Definitely not as good as previous years. Just it, real quick, I want to touch on – Not, I don't want to dive too far into this, but the MVP – um, I I believe there was possibly three outcomes that could have been MVP, which was Julian Edelman, Sony Michelle, and uh, Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, I think I think it should have gone to someone on the defense because just holding the only, three points. The only thing with the def like going with someone on defense is that they were all solid all game. The only big play that you really remember were maybe a couple sacks in that pick. So I mean, the fact that they were all solid. I don't know. What about the punter? The punter, the punter pinned them down inside the five twice. Yeah, I mean, it was debatable. Julian Edelman, the fact that he had ten catches probably gave it away. Yeah, um, for sure, he deserved it. He deserved it, I think. Him or yeah, yeah. Oh People well. Bitching about he shouldn't have got it because he got spent the first four games of the year for PEDs. Shut the fuck up. Just shut. I, mean, the fuck I, up. I don't think that he had like a clear-cut win, but that's definitely not the reason why. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh, that's a real, a real good example for kids. Piss up a fucking rope and quit being a little crybaby snowflake <laughs> bitch ass. How about that? Yeah. So that's the last thing. That is football talk. Where is the rest of it? Because we got sad, man. I got thinking, wait a second. Isn't there some random-ass football league that starts up right after the right after NFL? And, yes, 
boys and girls, there is. It is the American Alliance of Football. The AAF starts yeah. this weekend. So I was looking into it, and it looks like it could be interesting. I don't know how much is aired on TV or aired on TV. They're and- all on NBC. So just so like want to give you guys a real quick rundown of some of the rules. It's really weird. Um, one, there's no kickoffs. Everyone gets the ball at the 25, which I don't really like. I'm not a huge fan of. But the rest of my are. So there's no onside kicks. You, If you look or if you want to do an onside kick, you get the ball at your own 35, fourth and 10. If you convert, you keep going. If you don't, the other team gets it. No shit. I, yep. I actually like that a lot. Yeah. So there's no um, PATs, only two-point conversions. Okay. And there's a, there, what they call a sky judge. They can reverse any missed player safety call at any time. So helmet to helmet. If they don't call it, they can review it, automatically call it out. And they can call missed pass interference calls within five minutes left of the fourth quarter. So exactly the fucking situation that happened with the Rams-Saints game. Yep. So Wow. They have a sky judge for those two reasons and those two reasons only. So I think it's pretty cool. It'll be interesting to see. I think they are, they're doing two halves, not four quarters. Um, and their overtime rules are a little different. I don't know. You'll have to look them up. But the quality of the players, though, I got to look at them up. And, then and like, there's only eight teams, for those of you that don't know. So yeah, there's going to be four playing every weekend. It starts this weekend. There's going to be two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday. Um, local in St. Louis, there's only going to be one game on CBS on Saturday because they play at the same time, so they're going to air one. Pretty sure we're go- that you'll get to see, I believe it's the Atlanta Legends and the Orlando Apollos. But anyway, I got to looking through, like, some of the players and, like, who's playing, like, what kind of quality of talent. And there's a few teams that really stood out to me. Like, if I had to pick one of these teams, like, honestly, like, scrolling through, like, a team that I think will probably win the whole goddamn thing is either going to be Birmingham or um, Arizona. I like Atlanta as well. Well, Atlanta because they have Mike Vick as the offensive coordinator. Well, their quarterback is Aaron Murray, and they have Denard Robinson as the right. I saw that. I saw that. I had that written down. Orlando's head coach is Steve Spurrier. Really? Yeah, Steve Spurrier's head coach for Atlanta, and their quarterback um, is Austin Appleby. And, and they have Garrett Gilbert, too. Yeah, so they have two of them. The Austin Appleby guys from Florida. Their kicker is Elliot Fry, that kid who's from South Carolina. Yeah, which um, Steve Spurrier being the coach of Orlando and having the kid from South Carolina, you can see some kind of – and the more I was scrolling through, I'm like, these guys played college very, very near to these places. So you listen to this. Actually, they had like a territorial draft restriction. Really? Uh, I don't know if you looked into this. So like, there, there. Each team was dis, like designated a territory, and they were allowed to pick from five colleges and a pro team within that area to pick some people that were eligible to play. It's really weird. Um. And, and they were each assigned, like, a Canadian football team that they could take players from. So it's almost like a minor league system, it sounds like. Kind of. It's really weird. Like, I know the the Birmingham team could take Missouri player, like Mizzou players. So that's why they yeah, have David Washington and Ricky yeah. Hatley. Yeah, they, I would say they've – that's why I like Birmingham a lot. Birmingham has Blake Sims at quarterback, Trent Richardson at running back, Damian Washington receiver, Ricky Hatley and Lawrence Okie defensive tackle. They have Nick, Nick Novak as their kicker. I mean, Trent, dude, Trent Richardson has got to be nearing, <laughs> nearing the end of his career, right? Dude, look him up. He is a uh, looks like he's been spending too much line, too much time in the in the free ice cream line at the goddamn Golden Corral. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, he's, he's interesting. I, I definitely don't think it'll be as entertaining as the NFL because I think that they're probably more out of shape and less. Talented. Another thing, I don't know if you saw it. Mike Martz is the head coach of the San Diego Fleet. Oh, they're going to be bad. Yeah, the only player I saw I, on their team was Gavin Escobar. Uh, where is he from? He's the old tight end from for, for the Cowboys. Yep, that's right. Um, I, I think I knew one of the kickers, Nick Rose from Texas, was that one of their kickers? And then, uh, and the team San they're playing on Saturday, the San Antonio, the San San Antonio Commanders. I didn't recognize a single name on that so roster from San Antonio and San Diego. I didn't recognize hardly anyone from their teams the only person i knew in san antonio was was the head coach is mike riley the old head the old head coach from nebraska yeah i put down literally not many notable names for I, I put I, I put not one name stood out on the roster is what i said so i mean um, if you're on there like 
Memphis is their head coach is Mike Singletary. They got Christian Hackenberg and Zach Mettenberger. Yeah, I saw that. Quarterback, and they have Zach Stacy for a running back. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, another one, Salt Lake looked pretty bad. The Salt Lake Stallions, balling-ass name. Not a lot of great – the only person that sat down there was Matt Asiata for me. Um, I think yeah, – I guess his kind of NFL career fell off, huh? Yeah, and then Arizona Hot Shots had a pretty solid roster. They had Trevor Knight at quarterback, Thomas Duarte at tight end. Will Sutton at D-tackle. Scooby Wright at linebacker. I don't know what happened to him. He was a fucking – Yeah, man. he was great out of college. I think he ran into some trouble, um, if I'm not mistaken. But Yeah, and then they got Raheem Moore at corner and Nick Folk at kicker. So, if I had to pick two teams right now, I think that might play for a championship. It's going to be Arizona and Birmingham. The Arizona hot shots and Birmingham iron. And you can bet on this. I am going to – Let's wait. One. Let's wait to see how this weekend plays out. Okay. Maybe we'll start incorporating that into betting because this could be fun. Like I'm, I'll probably watch some games on Saturday because they're they're, they're prime time on Saturday night. I might watch a couple on Sunday. Depends on what I'm doing, but uh, I'm interested to see how, how 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 this looks for sure. The kicker for Atlanta uh, is Young Ho Ku. Mm. That kicker for the Chargers got cut after two weeks after he uh, won that? the Dolphins that game. <laughs> yeah, he won the Dolphins a game last year. Uh, like a, it was two years ago on a, like a 34-yard game-winning kick and just missed it. <laughs> so so uh, the, the, yeah. the quality of talent, I feel like what's, what's going to be different between the American Alliance football and the, X, and the XFL. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Is that the XFL is going to go out and try to get these star players, your Tim Tebow's, your like Johnny Manziel's, that are going to put put asses in the seats? Yeah. Well, like you look through this, like I mean, there's not one of these players. I'm like, man, I have to go watch them play. I know Birmingham, you kind of can see, but other than unless that, you have players from the college that you support and NFL teams, then no. But I know the XFL releases their coaches uh, tomorrow. Really? So we'll have to talk about that on our next podcast for sure. Birmingham, I think, could be good because they have Blake Sims and Trent Richardson, both Alabama players in Birmingham. So, And, know. I mean, I'm a little bit of a home, homeboyish, but Damian Washington is a hell of a wide receiver. He's like 6'4". Yeah. Um, Ricky Hatley was a stud defensive tackle. Before he got into, he got into some trouble too. That and he got hurt. Um, yeah. seen, like a junior year, but it'll be fun to watch. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Maybe some betting and get you guys watching that moving forward. Um, but that's about all we have for our intro, I guess. Intro, yeah, <laughs> long intro. And but. that's football talk. So now we're going to roll into our trending topic segment. So let's go. Alrighty, we're rolling into the trending topic segment, and I mean, literally, this had to be a Ryan curse. If you've ever heard one, because me and Travis always joke that we have bad luck. Literally, I mean, the hour we dropped our we've been dropping our podcast at 11, 11 a.m. on Thursdays. Literally, the hour we dropped it, just like a bombshell of news happened on Thursday, and our and our podcast got buried. We still got some decent things, yep. but. Fell about nine or ten short of what we normally do. We've been yeah, and we've been on the up and up. Really appreciate you guys' support. Like it's been a lot better to see, but it got just buried on Thursday. The first one, first and foremost, training topic. We have five of them we're going to talk about, and it's it's something that literally when I when I got the update, I literally threw up in my mouth. 
and I wanted to go run to the bathroom. I was working from home that day. I wanted to run to the bathroom and throw up. I don't even know how much there is to just talk about it other than just plain bullshit. Yeah. And if you guys haven't caught on what we're talking about, it's the sanctions laid down on Mizzou football, baseball, and softball for one rogue – I'm going to try to hold my tongue on a lot of things I want to say. One rogue academic tutor not being told about – and we I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dispel some truths because a lot of people are very misinformed about this, including some people I know. So basically, Yolanda Kumar was a tutor in the athletic department from 2013 to 2015. Yep. And she did rogue work for 12 student athletes spanning across three sports, football, baseball, and softball. She wasn't told to do it by any of her higher-ups. She straight up just did work for some of the players. So Yolanda Kumar gets gets into a little bit of trouble runs the athletic department and says, hey, I'm going to turn this into the NCAA if you don't give me X, Y, and Z. She wanted money. She was poor, didn't, couldn't afford her tuition, transcripts, shit like that. Um, and the, the athletic department smartly says, no thanks. Um, we're just going to go ahead and self-report this to the NCAA because we want to get out in front of this and show them that, hey, we didn't, we didn't do any of this, blah, blah, blah. They did that. Well, a big, big investigation turned up. So what the NCAA comes back and says – Hey, you know, we we ex- respect you for self-reporting, but since you told the truth yeah. and it basically admitted to it, we're going to lay down a postseason ban for baseball, for softball, and for football. So baseball and softball are this year. Football is for next season. And basically only because, because you complied. Meanwhile, North Carolina had 18 years of doing this, basically making kids taking underwater basket weaving and forging transcripts and forging – grades and classes and they didn't admit to it and they got nothing like a like pretty much a slap on the wrist compared to what mizzou got so basically the ncaa set the precedent that it's okay to lie and that's fucking bullshit to me and it's just not only that it's all the other instances you see like the whole ohio state thing where you they're like they didn't get any, they didn't get anything baylor Nothing like people just Michigan get State fired. covered up sexual assault in the gymnastics program for years. Yeah, I mean it's just it's downright ridiculous. Not only that, but when even going back to when it did happen, none of those players are on any of our rosters anymore. None of the coaches are either. None of the coaches are there. Nothing's there. We complied. It is what it is. They're appealing it. Hopefully, it gets returned. If not, then it's just kind of a a bummer. You know, I will we, say, dude, I need to like all. I've said some. I said some shit about Barry Odom in the past, but I need. I need to bow down. If I ever see that man, meet that man, I'll bow down, and kiss his feet because that dude must be the. He's got to be one of the most motivating motherfuckers on the face of the planet because he is able to keep Kelly Bryant on. Kelly Bryant could 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 have left whenever this hit down. Hopefully, none of our seniors have left yet. Now, I, I think they're going to win this appeal easily. Steve Beiser, the, the baseball coach, came out and said shit. The new softball coach came out and said shit. And basically what Kelly Bryant said, he goes, I don't care what happened. I want to come out and I want to go 12-0. That's my fucking quarterback, baby. Let's go. My, my thought process is, too, for him, it's like he's he's been learning the offense. He's been with the team, learning the playbook, knows the coach. You're going to have to transfer for all that only – the only reason would be to if you're going to go to the college football playoff. Because no matter what, if we just go to a straight-up bowl game, he's going to sit out regardless. You think? More than likely to go to the draft, yes. So if it's just a random-ass bowl game, he would sit out. So other than that, your options are to transfer to Alabama, Clemson, and all those teams yeah. have their quarterbacks. So. You can transfer to Clemson. That's where he came from, dipshit. Oh, yeah. So, exactly. Alabama, Ohio State, all these people have quarterbacks, so why transfer anymore? I mean, it's just a testament to, I think, his character, Barry Odom's character, the program they built at Mizzou. It's come a long way since since Gary Pinkle left. I mean, Barry Odom had a couple shaky years, but he's turned it around, really. Um, and I'm, I, I'm pumped. I hope they get it overturned. I think they will. And I, I was planning to trash the NCAA much more than what I did tonight. But 
I've kind of let it if, – if we would have recorded this podcast last Thursday night, man, I probably would have said some shit. It's kind of calmed down a bit. I'm okay. It's just still, to me, it's utter bullshit, and I just have full confidence that Mizzou's going to win the appeal. It is what it is. The end of the day, can't do anything about it, and I'm never going to not watch the NCAA because it's not their fault. It's not Mizzou's fault. It's just the, the corrupt society and sports – fucking culture that we live in nowadays yeah. it's not the player's fault it's not anybody that's involved in his fault it's fucking mark emmert the president of the ncaa who is the who belongs on a pedestal with the fifa officials because that's how corrupt the ncaa has become i think it's like the fifa officials him and roger goodell should just go off fuck off yeah kind of throw gary bettman in there too from from the nhl he's, he's a fuck pretty much anyone besides um, I guess Adam, Adam, Adam Silver is a fucking baller. And yeah, Rob Manfred's a G2 um, for the MLB. He's pretty good. But, you know, other than that, the NCAA sucks. It is what it is. So we're going to move on. Hopefully Mizzou wins that appeal. We'll kind of revisit that topic when that comes out. Could be a couple months down the road. But if the appeal does last into baseball and softball postseason – Mizzou baseball and softball are eligible for, eligible for the postseason if the appeals if the appeals to the claim on so that so that's kind of good. Um, the second training topic we want to talk about that dropped on Thursday, literally right after the Mizzou news. Yeah, Christos Porzingis got traded from the New York Knicks to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for DeAndre Jordan and Dennis Smith Jr. Um, yes, so it was Dennis Smith Jr., Wesley Matthews, DeAndre Jordan, who are their contracts are expiring. Yep. And they get um, two first-round picks. Who does? Well, the Knicks. So the Knicks won that trade. The Knicks get Dennis Smith Jr., DJ, Wesley Matthews, two first-round picks in exchange for Chris Sapps, Tim Hardaway Jr., Trey Burke, and Courtney Lee. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke have been awful since they came in. So, yeah, I mean, essentially you're getting a – Two 26-year-old and Hardaway and Burke who are, I mean, average. Average at best. They average 11 and 13 points a game. So, role players off the bench. Courtney Lee, who's 33, who's been below average pretty much his entire career. Yep. And Chris Tapps, who he's 23 years old. And I looked at his stat line, and it's not crazy impressive. I think Luka Donich, though, will make him better, honestly. Yeah. I mean. I, I think he will. You get and then the if you look at the Knicks, they get uh, Dennis Smith Jr. He's twenty one years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. is a baller. DeAndre and Wesley Matthews are gonna be gone in the summer. I think if they can, because Wesley Mas- Wesley Matthews is thirty two <laughs> years old. I think if they can sign him for it's a like cheap one contract, year deal, they will. Because he's average. He averages thirteen three and two over his career. Which is I think the Knicks the- are trying to clear cap room to go get Kyrie, and that's the thing that. Not only with this trade did they get two first round picks, but they cleared a ton of cap room for the yep. offseason. Yep. So I think they won the trade if they can land one of those big name free agents. Kyrie, uh, Paul George. I think AD. they will be able to. And I don't it, I don't know if it's been released when what draft picks they've got. I think they got twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. So I don't know if they got one for this year. That's fine. I mean they got Dennis Smith Jr. in exchange for Chris Stops alone, people are going to fucking probably flame into this. I mean, almost is worth it because of their ages and their just raw potential, you could say. I mean, Chris Stops now is showing that he's half dizzy, that he's injury prone. Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. is kind of the same way, but I feel like he was faking his sore back because he, I, I don't think he got along with the organization there. I think yeah. since they drafted, they drafted down, I should be honest with you. Probably. And DeAndre Jordan is – I was Clippers fan for years before Blake Griffin moved and watched DeAndre Jordan throughout his years. And his stats do not show how dominant of a player he is down low. He, he averages nine points, 11 boards, and assists. But over the past eight years, he's averaged over double digits in points and over double digits in rebounds per game. Interesting tip that I think that, I think that could happen. If Anthony Davis, for whatever reason – doesn't go to L.A. to the Lakers with with LeBron. DeAndre Jordan's a very interesting possibility because he's still in his late 20s, right? He's 30 years old. Okay, still. 
LeBron's 33. He's he's fine. I think if the if the Lakers don't get AD and LeBron's like shit, I got three years to win a, to win a ring here. I could very easily easily see him bringing in somebody like DeAndre Jordan to kind of man the post. I mean, Javale McGee, you know, you're all right, but you're no DeAndre, you're no AD. So yeah, but um, I, so so who do you think won the trade? I, I think we both think the Knicks won, right? It's really hard to say. I guess it just depends on what you want now. I mean. It's a. I think it's an absolutely very fair trade. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking to win now, which the Knicks weren't because they suck. They get now their solid is. big man for. I mean, they could probably sign DJ on for a little bit too for cheaper, and Wesley Matthews for a role player, and they get those two draft picks in Dennis Smith Jr. While freeing up a ton of cap room, and the Mavs get their up and coming so called star. I guess you could say it. Who's very injury prone, and just very average to below average role players off the bench. So, I mean, if they're really trying to compete for whatever playoff run they're going to make within the next few years, sure. But I feel like the Knicks are going for the long play here. And if that's what they're wanting, if that's what you want as a Knicks fan, then you win. Yeah. The Knicks have been trying to build through like signing these veteran players in the offseason for so long. I feel like this is kind of a step in the right direction to towards a total like tear down and rebuild. Yeah, which is like everyone needs to look at what Golden State did and copy that. And I feel like the Knicks are trying to do that because they Golden State drafted Draymond in the second round. They drafted you know Steph Curry. They drafted Clay Thompson. Like all these players. Like it, it's going to take time. Like team Rome was built in the day. Can't build it overnight. I think LeBron's even finding that now. Finding that that out now in LA, and he's trying to fuck it all up. Which leads us to our next topic: is how high are the Pelicans? For asking all for everything they're asking for in return for Anthony Davis, I feel like the the Lakers' second offer they made, I think all of the offers they made are have been ludicrous. But now apparently the Pelicans want four first rounders for Anthony Davis. Get the fuck out of here! So you know when you're when when you start a franchise and like 2K or Madden and you try to get all these all star players and you craft up the stupidest trade possible. I think that's what the Pelicans are wanting from the Lakers. Yeah. And that's what they're they doing. First rounders. I mean, I feel like, I feel take like your it's... pick between you get two of the three. You get Lonzo, Kuzma, or Ingram. You take two of those and a first rounder, and that's what you get. Maybe Zubak, too. I think that's fair. or And maybe even like a veteran player like Rondo or Lance Stevenson. No, I don't think you can give up – two point guards in Rondo. I think you get Ingram, Kuzma, Ball. Take your pick, two of the three. Get Zubak, your big. Josh Hart. You can, you can probably lump Josh Hart in those four. In the first rounder. You don't get no more. Maybe a first rounder and a second rounder in a couple of years. That's it. Three players. That's all you're getting for him. Takes no, I was saying you give him four players. Lonzo, Josh Hart, Kuzma, and who's the other one you said? Zubak. Those four. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. You pick two of them, and if you pick the two best ones, I'm sure Josh Hart and Kuzma, in my opinion, pick the, you pick two best, you pick those two, you just, you just get one first. You get a first rounder. You pick like uh, Kuzma and Lonzo, you get them two in a first and a second. If you pick like Kuzma and Zubak, then maybe you get Kuzma, Zubak, and then a first for two seconds. Whatever. I don't know. Either way, they're asking for way too much. I mean. 
Like, what, is, what is your ownership doing? You are not going to resign him. Like, yeah, this, you're screwing this, yourself over. Yes, if that, exactly. Like, is his contract up this summer, or is it up next? Uh, if you do, if they do not ship him away by t- well, when you're listening to this podcast, if you listen to it on time, three o'clock on Thursday, then they fucked themselves over of anything. Blows my mind, man. He's he's a free agent this summer, right? Anthony Davis is a free agent. Yes, he said if he does not get traded this year, he's going to do like a he'll he'll go somewhere for one year. I don't think I don't think that's true at all. I think he'd sign a long term deal with the Lakers. I don't know. I'm can I don't I'm pretty sure he's a free agent after this year. He's not gonna pull a boogie cousins and fucking do a one year deal to try to prove himself. I'm gonna look up Anthony Davis's contract right now as we speak. I did this last week, but we're gonna do it a lot more because we're gonna starting to spitball and get in the hot take season. So Anthony Davis's contract, according to Sport Track. Yeah, I'm on it now, Spot Track. Spot track. Spot track, my bad. He's actually signed through next year. Yep. But next year has a $27 million cap hit. He's free agent 2021. So yep. backtrack to – okay. So Anthony Davis is a free agent after next season. He already said he wants out and he doesn't plan on re-signing. So why are you going to have an unhappy superstar – on your team when you can trade them away for valuables to ultimately build your team. I don't know. Why? Like why you can get draft picks, young players to start rebuilding now rather than delay it a year and a half. Yeah. He's also taking up 20 for 25% of their cap space right now. Yeah, exactly. So I blows my mind why they aren't looking to get rid of him. Like, I don't care if you don't want to give him for somebody to win. and You're just screwing yourself over. Yep. So, Pelicans, in summary, the Pelicans are high. They're stupid. They're not going to get four first-rounders for Anthony Davis. Um, and you might as well cut your ties when you kind of see it happening because it is what it is. And that is going to wrap up our Anthony Davis talk. Hope By the time you guys listen to this podcast, if you listen to it on Thursday – before 3 p.m., because that's that's the, that's the deadline, right, Travis? 3 p.m. Central yep. time. Let's do it before uh, Thursday at 3 p.m. Central time. You heard our thoughts. If you listen to it after, the Pelicans are fucking stupid for not trading. That, the GM just needs to stay off the weed. <laughs> Shout out Stephen A. Smith. But that's going to roll into our fourth training topic. We have five of them this week. Our fourth one. It's a little bit of hockey talk, you know, a little bit of hockey talk. It's a little bit of St. Louis hockey talk. If you're not from St. Louis, just bear with us. Yeah, I mean, sorry, we're not big hockey guys, like, all around. We love the Blues, and we know a lot about the Blues, and I know a lot about the Blues, and Travis knows a lot about the Blues. But (laughs) outside of that, we don't really know a lot. So we are going to talk about are the Blues – because, I mean, I feel like this this is an entire topic for the entire NHL right now because – the Blues may be one of the hottest teams since January because they have climbed the rankings. Yes, we climbed are now, the standings. They now sit one point outside the playoffs. Yes. 31 with, games left. With a game in hand, right? They, they have a game in hand over them too, right? Um, that's a great question. I believe they do. I'm not sure, but I know that they're on a three-game win streak. There's 31 games left. And they're sitting one point outside. So, of course, they're a playoff contender at this point in the season. Yep. Um, like you said, if you, if you really want to dive down into it, you can split the season up into quarters. So, 20 games per quarter. The first one, they did terrible. Second one, they picked it up a little bit, and now they'd be in technically in quarter three. They're probably one of the hottest teams. Halfway through it. And, yeah, one of the hottest teams so far within the last ten games. So, and who can you attribute that to? Jordan fucking Bennington. Yeah, for the most part. He's had some rough games, but for the most part, he's been very solid. Um, technically, actually, Vancouver is ahead of the Blues by one point, and they are three games. They have three more games than us. Okay, so there you go. So the Blues are in a, in a really good spot. Look at this website right now about NFL, NHL 
postseason stats, according to this website, they have a 48% chance to make it to the playoffs. They have played the least amount of games in the Western Conference. That is awesome. I love that. I love that. I will say my future father-in-law and my fiance are huge Blues fans. They had season tickets for years. This is the first year they didn't do it. Um, and he told me they – he was telling me the other night they do have one of the toughest schedules in February – was like apparently we have we're on the road like seventy five percent of the time this month, which sucks. But the Blues also honestly play better on the road. I mean, it's it's just weird. They're a weird team. I've always been very skeptical of how they're going to do in the postseason or if they're going to make the postseason. And everyone wants to talk trash and be like, "Oh, you never won a Stanley Cup," but you know what? I could care less. Yeah, I'd love There's to see them win a Stanley Cup, but. As long as they're there, as long as they're competing, and they haven't been there for a couple of years, so I want to see them back in there so bad. Because honestly, like when it comes to sports, like honestly, when it comes to like professional playoffs, I don't think there's anything that lives up to to NHL. Honestly, playoffs, like that shit is so intense. Like, yeah, NHL is so fun to watch. I would say the NHL playoffs beat definitely any other postseason uh, play. Yep. Definitely beats football. Yep. For uh, sure beats baseball and, bas- and basketball. It's a, of the four major sports, NHL postseason hockey is the best. The best. Yes. If, you're, if you're a hockey fan and you have a team, NHL postseason is incredible to watch. Yes. So I'm hoping the Blues make it there. One thing I will say is they need to rip that fucking C off Petrangelo's chest <laughs> and fucking plan it on number 90. Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly will definitely be a captain soon. Yes. Petrangelo and Steen need to go. They've needed to go for a long time. I watched the game the other night last, I guess it was last Saturday or Sunday, sometime, sometime last weekend. I watched fucking Petrangelo. The only two goals that Bennington let up the entire game was because of two fucking turnovers that Petrangelo caused in his own end. You're the fucking captain, man. Act like it. Knock it the fuck off. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's lazy. Give that C to Riley. Get rid of Steen and give the A to somebody else. Um, and maybe even talk about trading some for Tarasenko. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of question marks around the Blues franchise. But they are in the playoff race, and that's all that matters. We'll talk more about NHL hockey as it gets closer to the playoffs because there's still 30 games left. <laughs> for sure. Same thing, same thing with NBA basketball, too. Mm-hmm. So let's move on into our pop culture topic of the week. We have the Grammys coming up, what, this Sunday night? Sunday night, Sunday night. Should be should be a good time. I always like these award shows. People, people always make fun of me for it, but so I, I like I, I like award season. I, I like before it we dive into it, I do like watching the award seasons. I'm just gonna I'm gonna nag on them a little bit here. I hate that it's the same fucking nomination pretty much for all the categories. Like you get the same six to ten. Except for the Grammys, because Grammys are the one that are there about music. But, but I mean, you get, same, yes. you get the same stuff, and it's like switched it up a little bit. There's more than you know six songs out there that were good this year. Or there's more than six albums or artists or whatever it is. It's a lot of the same. But either way, they're always fun to watch. Three hours long with fucking an hour and forty five minutes of commercials. So who are who's hosting the Grammys here? I know it's supposed to be Kevin Hart, but. He had all that like homophobic like tweet shit that came out about him, um, and he like had to back out. I, for, I that's one thing I didn't look up. Who's hosting yeah. the Grammys? Oh, this year it is gonna be LL Cool J. Nope, nope. Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Alicia Keys. Okay. Alicia Keys. Is no, the- no. James Kevin Hart was supposed, to, was supposed to host something else, and he had to get called out for it. Anyway, what's fun about what's fun about the Grammys is that in all these award shows is you can bet on them on Bavada, my bookie, whatever. Shout out guys. We've lost a lot of money this year. So one of you guys, please sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> Honestly. And it's, that was probably something to be good to bet on because if you're not betting on the favorite, which I mean, who really knows what's going to happen? I don't know if Bavada or my bookie knows what's going to happen. The underdogs are very good payouts. Yes. So we're going to run through like, we're going to run through, what is it? Just four well, of them. We're going to do album of the year. Best new artist, record of the year, and song of the year. So we were talking about this before we started. Record of the year and song of the year, every year we're like, what the fuck's the difference? I looked it up, and I'll let you know. The difference between record of the year and song of the year. 
So record of the year recognizes the artist's, the artist's performance in the song, as well as like the producers, recording engineers, sound mixers, all of that. They, they take all of that in, in, into effect. That's, that's record of the year. Song of the year is basically just for the songwriters. So whoever wrote the song, that's what song of the year is for. Like so lyr- it's like pretty much lyrics and stuff. Yes, yes. So record of the year is total overall performance, sound mixers, you know, engineers, producers, artists' performance. All that goes into record of the year. Song of the year is just for songwriting. So we're right. break it down. So do you, let's start with, Travis, let's go oh. bottom up. Let's go with song of the year. Now we just talked about it. So song, song of, the year. of the year. Okay. This so just takes into effect songwriting, songwriting, just songwriting here. I'm going to run you guys down. There are eight. Listen carefully. You got shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I was in that movie. This is America by childish Gambino. All the stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. SZA. God's SZA. plan. God's plan by Drake. The joke by Brandy Carlisle. Uh, in My Blood by Sean Mendez. Um, yeah. Booed Up by Ella Mai. And The Middle, all the sorority girls songs, Zed and Marin Morris. So, so all of them, I know all of them besides The Joke and Booed Up. Booed Up, yeah. Um, the Middle is a heater. The Middle is a heater. It's, it's, a, it's a dark horse at plus the middle is a, Yeah. The last one at plus 3,300. Shallow is the favorite at minus 300. Um, so who do you think is going to win? Okay, so we're going to go, who do you think is going to win and who is the best, like, who is your best bet, like, like I guess bargain-wise, like, who, like, if you're like, hey, I can throw, like, five bucks on this and lose it. That's kind of how I picked mine. I wasn't like, so who I think is going to win is, like, obviously the heavy favorite. But who do I, in my eyes, think should win and best bargain for my money? Song of the year, lyrics. I would say probably This Is America by Childish Gambino. Yep. Plus 275. Yep. That would probably be my, my best bet. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Even if – I mean, I don't know about you, but All the Stars is also a good song too uh, yeah. by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. I mean, as far – if you're going with lyrics and kind of like the – The content, the content of the song. It's going to be Shallow, This is America, All the Stars. That's pretty much where it's at. I never heard the Joker boot up, but they're underdogs that much. God's Plan's overrated. God's Plan's a good song, but as far as lyrics, it's just like – Okay. Next songwriting. Shallow. It's going to be between them two. Shallow's probably going to win because it had a movie. But the Shallow didn't win, like, best song at the – That's true. uh, What was it? Golden Globes. Um, It was – I can't remember what it was. Obviously, if I had to pick one – I honestly don't think Shallow's going to win. I think it's going to – I think it's going to be This Is America. And if you bet at it, it's at plus 275. So if you throw twenty, if you throw ten bucks down, you're gonna win twenty seven fifty. I mean, that's not, a, that's not a bad bet. No, and I honestly might do it to be honest with you because I need to win some money back on some shit that's way more <laughs> fucking consistent than fucking football. Um, what you could bet on that has a lot higher odds is maybe the record of the year. Yep. So we both think. So do you think this is America, or do you think this, Do you think Shallows is gonna win? I mean. <clears throat> Shallow's minus 300. I don't know what kind of inside scoop they have or what, because I'm not really sure how they have these lines. Based on my thoughts and what I think, I think This Is America should win. So I'm just going to stick with that. Same. Me too. Word up. This is America. Song of the year. Song of the year. Yeah. Song. Record of the year. Right. So record of the year, remember, what, what is the difference between, and, and between song and, and record of the year again, Travis? Record of the year is pretty much all the producing. It takes everything to effect. I would imagine the artist, the producer, everything has a complete, like, I guess, project. Track. Yeah. So everything. And that goes first, minus 150. This is America. Shallow. All the stars. I like it by Cardi B. God's plan. The middle, again, by Zed. Rockstar by Post Malone and 21. Uh, the British Spy. And, <laughs> and the joke by Brandy Carlisle. So same thing on this one. Who do you think is going to win and who do you think is the best bargain for your money? 
I feel like for this one, it's more of like which song did you like the best? Not necessarily like the impact it had on you. Well, you got you got to think about the sound engineers, the producers, like, and like for me, Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I'm looking at I Like It by Cardi B. And yeah, I'm thinking between I, I like that, I like it, and then uh, dude, just a straight up bop. I mean, God's plan, I don't know. That song was was great. I yeah. like that song. I don't know. And, and, and like I like it's plus 1,500 and God's plan's plus 1,800. So You throw a couple bucks down on either of those, on both of them even, and yeah. one of them hits – you're winning 30 bucks and 36 bucks. So Yeah. I almost want to be like, you should throw a dollar down on Rockstar just because that's that's fucking Bob too. But that that ain't I mean, I don't know. I mean the intro did you know, like just the entire producing of it. Like that's what's different between record year and song year that I never knew until I looked it up for this podcast. So shout out to Drunk Brothers, because we're explaining it to you. I don't think this is America won both of them. I don't think this is America's like entire like entire body of work is better than some of these other songs. I don't think so either. All the stars is also going to at plus 900. I think that, I don't know. I'm just not a huge, this is America is all right. I'm not the biggest fan of childish Gambino's music. He has some good songs. I didn't like shallow at all. I didn't even watch that movie. I didn't want to watch that movie because I hate lady Gaga, (laughs) lady Gaga. And, uh, I mean, all the other ones are all right. I would even honestly say I like it. God's plan, the middle rock star, would be my favorites, and I'm gonna have to go with. God's I'm gonna plan pick one here. that I, I bet on, and I'll probably throw my throw my nuts on on. I like it. All right, so Jared's gonna go. I like it. I'm gonna pick God's plan. That's my that, that's my bank for my buck. I think either I think I'm gonna go rogue here. I think all the stars are gonna win though, and even that that that's good. That's a good bet at, at, at plus nine hundred. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't know what if I'm going. I think is going to win, but I'm. I'd like to pick God's plan. I think that, that deserves that deserves a win with how big it was there for a little bit. There you go, cool beans. So we're going with that. I like it. God's plan. And all the stars are our kind of picks for for record of the year. Going up to best new artist. And guys, I may be dating myself. Charles might help help me out. Who the fuck is this favorite? Um, the favorite, H E R. Her, I honestly could not fucking tell you. I don't know what kind of music it is. I've never heard of her or him. Who knows? <laughs> um, but she's a favorite at minus 110. I don't know what Dua Lipa, Troy Sivan is one. I don't know if they just collab on everything they do. Dude, the, the, you know who my, who my pick's going to be. That, that's so you got her at minus 110, Dua Lipa, and Troy Sivan. Next is Greta Van Fleet, which is a huge up-and-coming heater, ACDC-type band. Uh, Bebe Rexa, Luke Combs. Dude, Luke Blood. Combs is even a new artist. So first of all, can we, can, can we talk about that for a second? What the I mean, fuck? a lot – I mean, Bebe Rexa is not that new either. Dua Lipa has been around for a year and a half, two years. Next, you got Chloe X Halley, uh, Jorge Smith, and Margot Price. Yeah. So I don't I know. know so probably four. Those last three can go ahead and scratch off. Luke Combs ain't gonna win because I don't think he's new. Yeah, I don't if think you guys he's... already know me. Like Greta Van Fleet, like Travis said, ACDC, like Led Zeppelin. Like people always give them shit for like they're trying to copy, you know, Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin sound. Dude, they're invigorating new rock and roll life into the culture. I think they should win, and that's my best bargain pick at plus five fifty is Greta Van Fleet to win best in artist. Yeah. I uh, I actually honest I I like them, but it's just not something that I listen to a ton. They are great great musicians. I pick them as well. Um, what I do probably see winning though, Dua Lipa would probably be Dua Lipa. I would I like Greta Van Fleet to win, and I think that they very well could. But I would say that probably Dua Lipa is going to win. Yeah, 
I can see that. But best bargain for your money. I don't even know who this H-E-R person is. Maybe I should look him up. I don't fucking know. But. It's a girl. It looks like it is a woman. Okay. Well, they have, She has 9.5 million monthly listeners on Spotify. Damn. So, I've never heard of her, though. No. Yeah, so, never heard of her or H-E-R. <laughs> yeah, that. And that's going to take us into the last kind of big... Um, I get. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Uh, it's album of the year. Album, album of the year. year. The last category. That's what I was looking for. That's uh, the big one. This is need- the big, the big kitten caboodle, which to me is is weird because there's no one at minus. Like all these people have had minus. Yeah, everyone's plus. One that doesn't. You have Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves, who's the favorite at plus one twenty. You have the Black Panther album, uh, Scorpion by Drake. Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet, uh, Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B, Beer Bongs and Bentleys by Posty, um, By the Way I Forgive You by Brandy Carlisle, and Her by Her. <laughs> um, so she's obviously not going to win. I know. I mean, shit. I don't even listen to Casey Musgraves. So. I asked Carly, so I asked my fiance. You know why? Why is this Casey Musgraves album? The I know she's popular and I know she's decent, but it's just something that I don't listen Different. to. Different, like imagine that. Why. That's what blows my every. It's you never see like a country or even a pop country artist like herself. You know, be a favor for this, and that's that's why it kind of threw me off guard. I'm like, Carly, what is what is up with this album? And she goes, "It is very good. I can listen to it cover to cover, no problem." So, the I don't only- know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I didn't watch the movie Black Panther, and I haven't really listened to the album of it. It's, it's good. It's good. It's very good. Which, yeah. And that kind of is, like, weird to me because it's, like, a bunch of artists in one. That's like taking a fucking great songs from everywhere and throwing them into a soundtrack. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that's in there because of the overhype that Black Panther received. Yes, and I think so as well. It's the only reason I think it might win is because of how many good songs are probably in it from various artists and well, stuff. All, all the stars is on that album, so. Yeah, I know that's like the main song of it. And it's like, how many artists are there that you will listen to their album from cover to cover? Probably not a lot, but with this Black Panther album, you probably will because there's a bunch of different songs and a bunch of different artists. Yeah, I see that, man. And the, when I look at this, like, I obviously haven't listened to Casey Musgraves' album. So, I don't want to pick that to win because I, I I don't I don't know like the fact that, that none of these are are a minus when it comes to the favorite like the favorite is a plus one twenty. It's up in the air. Yeah, it it's very up in the air. On these are fan voted, correct? No, they're not. No, Grammys are a body. I can even go to the voting process right. I would open. So. The Recording Academy receives over 20,000 inches per year. Inches are recorded, submitted for Grammy consideration, blah, blah, blah. How are they, how are they voted, though? Who can vote? Recording Academy voting members only. Media companies do not vote. So it's a very prestigious, like, you know, these people who have been in, in, in this industry for years and are part of the Recording Academy. Can Pretty vote. much a bunch of people who think their shit don't stink. Pretty much. Probably. So that's Which why I wanted, I, wanted to, I wanted to pick because you want to one album that that Jared can listen to from front to back, fucking beer bongs and Bentleys, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing is like now that you say that, I was gonna pick. I mean, beer bongs and Bentleys are bang for your buck at plus eighteen hundred. Other than that, I was gonna say Scorpion by Drake. Which I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of. No, but the whole album, the, the entire album, was, the entire body of work wasn't great. You can post Malone's entire body because this is like you want to talk about his real like first full feature album. Because um, what was the other one before it? The one where he's like got the orange on the cover. That was more of a mixtape. I don't know. He comes out with one like every five months. So I'm just saying, like Beer Bongs and Billings was a, his first full length studio album. Yeah, and it was a heater. He had some good songs on it, but now that I mean, going back to it, you think of the work done. It kind of throws out Black Panther now that the committee is there. Just everything else, like 
I just see Casey Musgraves winning. And it's not terrible bang for your buck. It's plus 120. Yeah. I can see her, and I, and I can see them picking her just based on just producing, lyrics, type yes. of music it is. It's kind of like the type of music that anyone can listen to. So Yeah, I agree. And after what Carly told me about it, I think if you want to throw a rogue bet down, I, I just don't see the, I don't see these, these type of people picking beer bongs and Bentleys to win fucking album of the year. If you're going to throw a rogue bet down, I would, I would say Scorpion. Even Invasion of Privacy by Cardi B. Maybe. Maybe. But I have to agree with you. I do think Casey Musgraves will take it home just because she's the favorite for a reason. Carly told me the album was phenomenal. Um, and that it was like, it was kind of like you said, it's something for everybody. You know, people who like country can listen to it and hear it. Who like pop music, people who like kind of like that upbeat, like party music. It's got something for everybody. And I feel like that's kind of the more how the grand, how music is kind of gravitating towards the yeah. more masses you can appeal to. The better, the better it can be, for sure. And that's definitely not Cardi B, Post Malone, or Drake. <laughs> no. So I'm gonna have to go with. I'm sorry, we're both being vanilla on the album of the year. But even at plus one twenty, like Travis said, Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour is not is not a bad pick. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder if you can parlay these guys on Bovada. I highly doubt it, but that'd be heaters if you could parlay them. Because I, I would love to see what like a Golden Hour, Greta Van Fleet. Um, Golden Hour, Greta Van Fleet. What we say for Record of the Year? What I said? What we say? Um, All the Stars and Song of the Year um, being This is America. I wonder what that would net. But anyway, we just want to talk about the Grammys. And by the time our next podcast comes out, we the next big thing will be I think the Oscars because right now, guys, now that football is over, we May go to bi-weekly now. Travis, thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I don't know how much shit there is going to talk about every single week. Yeah, I don't know. We'll kind of have to play it by year. I mean, there's heart of basketball season, college basketball season anyways, coming up. Season's coming to an end. Got a lot of stuff going on. Um, draft, the NFL draft coming up, which, guys, you know, I actually heard this, Travis, and you're, I, never, I, I didn't bring this up to you, but the draft's in Nashville this year. Really? So we could technically go to it, but it's also the weekend before we go to Vegas from a, from a bachelor party. Interesting. Like, what if we got, like, fucking press row radio passes to fucking to, – to the draft and got to go and interview people? That'd be ridiculous. We'd probably get kicked out like Dave Portnoy. Which, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that whole thing, if you guys didn't see it, Barstool's uh, founder, Dave Portnoy, got kicked out of the Super Bowl – because Roger Goodell's a fuckboy. Um, but anyway, we are going to start releasing episodes, I think, and it may not be even, like, me and Travis may even start recording on the weekends because it may be easier for us to get together and maybe do something in person, actually, and record something in person because now that we're not on a deadline to get things out before the Thursday before football happens, we can kind of just, you know, play it by ear. But if there's something big that's going to happen, we'll obviously record a podcast. We'll obviously be putting out at least two a month from here on out. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff coming up. Draft, March Madness, you know, NBA playoffs coming up in April, NHL playoffs coming up in April. Um, but really from now, like mid-February to like beginning of like middle of March, there's not a lot going on. Yeah. So we'll keep you guys updated and let you know we did get our shirts in. Um, they're pretty cool looking. I haven't shown Jarrett yet. We got them in the other day, but we'll let you know on when we will open up orders to you guys if you want some, but they're pretty cool and they're embroidered. So it's not like a shitty printed on t-shirt. It's like an actual patch on the left side. So pretty neat. Just thought I'd let you guys give you a heads up on that. We will probably tweet out a picture. Um, you know, let's see, you can see them on us, what they look like, but yeah, pretty exciting stuff. For sure, we're gonna also be doing a lot of more IG live stuff. Me and Travis, now that we're not doing a lot of stuff, we'll start be hanging out together a lot more and watching sports. Maybe shit. Maybe one night we'll watch one of these Alliance of American Football games and go IG live and give our give our live commentary on it because I'm sure the commentary they have isn't great. Um, Probably. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys for following us all football season long. It was a phenomenal ride. The ride is not ending. We're still gonna continue to do this thing. 
even in the football season, we're going to switch verticals. And then we'll just, you know, September, we'll pick up the football shirt right up again. But appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Um, and you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Peace out. Look up for our um, lines coming this weekend or whatever sports we is and put out on IG and Twitter. So we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Hey, hey. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub. I even got it tatted on me. 81. They'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know me. Turn the 02 into the 03. Without 40 Ollie, there be no me. Imagine if I never met the broskis. God's plan. God's plan. I can't do this on my own, hey, no, hey. Someone watching this shit close, yeah, close. I've been me since Scarlet Road, hey, road, hey. Might go down as G-O-D, yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G, hey, wait. I make sure that Northside E, yeah. And still. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things. That they wishing and wishing and wishing and wishing, they wishing on me. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.